All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. It is uh, September the 29th, 2016. And uh, unfortunately, I have uh, the distinction of giving you some bad news. Uh, We've lost another great pool player in the world. Mr. Jimmy Reed has passed away. And uh, so I've asked Mr. Keith McCready to give us uh, a couple of words on behalf of Jimmy. How you doing today, Keith? I'm doing, well, to be expected, I'm doing okay. Uh, just, you know, with the Jimmy passing, it's, you know, been a little rough. But, you sure. know, Jimmy's a, Jimmy was really a strong person. And, yeah. and the, one, the one good thing I guess I can take out of it, he was... You know, he was okay with it, you know, so it sort of makes me feel at ease that, sure. you know, he was okay with it. Yeah. Know, but I know he was in a lot of pain, but you wouldn't know it, you know. Right. I talking with him. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, were you able to talk to him when he was in the hospital? I talked to him, yeah, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, well, he... He went into the hospital, I think, a couple like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and and he he had he had uh, called. Actually, Bob Osborne called me and told me that Jimmy was, you know, in sort of in bad shape, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that you might want to try to get a hold of him, you know. Sure. So I did, and but he couldn't really talk that well, so yeah, uh, I. He, but he could write texts, mm, so okay. I, I communicated with communicated with him like that. But it was it was like you know that nothing was wrong. I mean, you know, he was in the hospital and he was talking horses with me. Yeah, and <laughs> and he was just you know just saying that he was going to beat it and and uh, and, and uh, you know he just. You just wouldn't think that anything was wrong. I mean, that's right. just your kind of personality he was. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. How long ago did you first meet him? Oh, I've, I've, I've known Jimmy ever since I've been 13 and 14 years old. Mm, okay. So, I've yeah, I've known Jimmy uh, uh, 40, I'd have to say uh, 43 years, you know. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, it, we. I grew. He was around Bellflower when I was thirteen and fourteen, and uh, and that's when I was, you know, just start, you know, just starting to get uh, among all the players myself. And Jimmy Reed was one of them players out there, and he was he was uh, well known there. He was known as Hippie Jimmy. Him and I got along real good. We hit it off real good, and we were friends ever since, you know. <laughs> Did you ever travel and, uh, with him? Did you ever travel with him, just you and him? Uh, me and Jimmy did a lot of things together, you know. We did sports together. We uh, uh, played partner games. Uh, he, he he taught me a lot playing pool. I mean, there was, he had a different style than I did. You know, I was... He was more uh, uh, of a uh, perfectionist, mm-hmm. and me, I was, I was just, you know, 
a loose cannon, you know. <laughs> but as he taught me a lot on how to address the ball and uh, how to aim. And Jimmy was very, Jerry was Jimmy was a very well oiled oiled machine. Yeah, if you, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. he, and Jimmy was very smart. He, he was, was real smart. He was a very intelligent a man. Of, yeah. Yeah, he was real and 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 you know played uh, all games. You know he played yeah. you know <laughs> all games of pool real good. He was smart around being around gambling and uh, knew a lot of odds. And you know he just you know he just was real smart, real smart guy. You, you said that he played sports. What what kind of sport did you guys play? Uh, he played baseball a little oh, okay. bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, I did not know that. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Jimmy was a, uh, you know, Jimmy was a, a good athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't the athlete I was growing up, but uh, but he was good, you know. He was, you know. That's fantastic. And he, and he plays, you know, all cards good. He was a good crap man. I mean, everything around gambling and and uh, uh, knowledge as far as playing one pocket. I mean, you know, if, if you got a, if you had a chance to play with him, which I did, I got to play partners with him in a, in in a few games. And every time I'd come away from that game learning something, especially when when I was younger, you mm. know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jimmy knew Jimmy knew one pocket real good. Mm-hmm. He sure did. He definitely did. I mean, that was probably, you know, his best game. You know, I mean, he might say it was eight ball or this or that. Or, but, you know, Jimmy played all games. You know, Jimmy could play straight pool. Jimmy could play one pocket. Jimmy could play nine ball. Jimmy could play ten ball. And when Jimmy got right, you know, when, you know, when he started, you know, when he, there was a, you know, everybody back then, you know, when everybody had certain gears, you know, I guess it's the same thing with a lot of pool players. Yeah. Uh, you know, they catch their gears, and pretty, you know, some of them are just totally unstoppable. And, you know, Jimmy was one of those types that was sort of unstoppable when when he was hitting on all cylinders, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely had his moments, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah, no, he, his record attests to that for sure. Right? Yeah, I mean Jimmy. Jimmy's gonna be missed. I mean, he's gonna be missed by you know, especially some of the old pool players. You know, that are still alive and still beating beating the bushes around. Mm-hmm. You know, that were back in the seventies and the eighties. You know. Yeah, that's a fact. There's not a whole yeah, lot of. I mean, he uh, he was no well well. He was more known back then than he was, you know, in the later part of his life, you know. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and he, because he was a force to be contended with, <laughs> you know, yes, during his yeah. prime. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, back in back in the seventies and the eighties, uh, I mean, you know, uh, he he was known as a, a you know. Especially in the seventies. I mean, he was no. He was. I, I mean, I think he was more dangerous in the seventies, sort of like I was. Yeah. You know, than than uh, he was in the eighties or the nineties. 
sure enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a different. Uh, there was a different class of players at that point too. You know. They're... Oh yeah, I mean the, the class of players back in the seventies, uh, compared to the players uh, nowadays. I mean, just to be honest, they don't even compare. Right. You know. There was it's, well, there was certainly more of them back then too. There was a yeah, it's not the same atmosphere or anything like that. These, that's true also, these, right. These kids, these guys, you know, out there now, are, you know, just it's just sort of a different league, you know. Yeah. Compared to what it was back then, you mm-hmm. know. That is true. And like I said, there was there's there was more of them that were hardcore yes. back yes. then. Yeah. Yeah, there was and uh, you could you could you could go around to bar after bar after bar after pool room after pool room and after pool room and get down and get played. Now with all the with all the riffraff that's happened in the pool industry and this and that, you know, they got them uh, cell phones, they got them computers, this and that. I mean, you can't it, it, I mean if somebody tries to come in and try to hustle up the game they can find out who you are and what you are and <laughs> there's yeah. no time. Yeah. And, and 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 it's not the same. They look at you, you know, back then you could uh you could uh you know, ask somebody to play and uh, if 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 they don't if there's nobody in there they're they're going to get somebody to play. Yeah. Well Yeah. I mean That's and true. now here, I mean, they'll go get one guy. I mean back then you could They'd get, they'd get 10 different guys to play. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not just that, but they'd go get like 10, yeah, and, 10 different yeah, same Van Bonings. Yeah, and, you know, if they do it, it they're going to go get, you know, uh, you know, somebody's a total world beater. And yeah. Ain't never going to miss a ball, and uh, their conversation stinks, and uh, <laughs> their hustle stinks, and everything about them uh, <laughs> almost stinks. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the hustle and, and, the, and, and the way it is, you know, there's a few of them that are okay, you know, to get out there and, uh, you know, do their thing and this and that, but a majority of them just, you know, it just isn't like what it was back in the 70s and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I especially, yeah. especially the 70s. Sure enough. No, that's true. Yeah, like I said, there's not that many of them left, you know. Right, yeah, and Jimmy, you know, needless to say, Jimmy was one of those people. Jimmy was, yeah. Jimmy was, uh, G- Jimmy was a high-octane uh, The real deal. Player. That's right, the real <laughs> deal. I mean, playing Jimmy, it wasn't always the easiest because, you know, he would take, you know, with me, you know, he, I, I would much rather have him on my team than to have to play against him. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> That's you know? a fact. Yeah. For sure. <coughs> yeah, I hear uh, you. Well, yeah, but, that's, uh, you know, times change. Things change, mm-hmm. so, you know. But Jimmy taught me a lot. Jimmy, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, him, Ronnie Allen. I, was, I hung around, you know, him, Larry Lascotti, Ronnie Allen, you know, Richie Florence, you know, back, you know, those were the players, Wade Crane, those right. were the players that, you know, I grew up around, Cole Dixon. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, but, Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, it's changed, you know, and 
But you could go around, you could go around and hustle up games all the time. Now you can't, you can't even do it, but it's, you know, <laughs> everybody wants to know who you are. They want three balls in the break or, uh, yeah. no, I know who you are. Uh, before, it was, you know, nobody cared who anybody was, you right. know? Oh, yeah, 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 no, you're right. <laughs> right. <coughs> well, that's cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Keith. I, I really do. Um, you're right. Jimmy is going to be missed, uh, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy you know, started getting sick a while back, and, you know, he just, you know, it's been pretty tough for him, you know. He, But, yeah. you know, like I said, you know, Jimmy's one of them type of guys, no matter how bad he hurt, or whatever he wouldn't let you know it. I mean, that's right. Like he t he was telling me about what was going on with his body and this and that. And I said, yeah, and I, I was saying, well, Jimmy, how can I mean, you know? He, wow, yeah. He just, yeah, I mean, he told me everything, you know, you know, from the, the from the stomach to the, you know, the bones and <coughs> the brain, you know. Yeah. I mean, the cancer was just eating him up, you know, everywhere, all through his body. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, but, yeah. I mean, but, you know, he just, he he went, I, I guarantee you, you know, I mean, he, I know when he checked out, he, you know, he, he was ready to go, you know? And, yeah. And he, he sailed off like he was going into the next world, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. You know, he was just that type of guy, you know? Me, I'd be scared to death, you know, but. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to even imagine being that, in that position, you know, what you would think, because, yeah, you mean, know what I mean? You, you, you know, can't I, pretend. I, I, I mean, when it comes to something like death or whatever, I just, if I was going to die, I mean, I would just hope I would just die in my sleep instead yeah. of having to uh, go through you know, pain and suffering and, right, right. you know, and just, and just totally just dwindling away. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, I, but, you know, you, <laughs> usually at the end when, if you go on and live a life that, you know, as far as, uh, you know, uh, you know, you don't have any cancer or this or that or any kind of diseases, I mean, well, the way it is nowadays, you got to consider yourself. You really beat the odds. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because that's no kidding. I mean, you know, anything congested heart failure. I mean, if you if you go out and you go the distance, and you don't have any of them problems, and then just one day you just for some reason you you die. Now, that's the way I want to go. <laughs> yeah, know? no kidding, man. No kidding. <clears throat> I do not want to be just sitting there. You know. No, I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, just the whole body falling apart and yeah. you can't move and it hurts everywhere in my body to move. Or, yeah. That is terrible. Yeah, know? it is. But Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy was, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy would fight through it. Jimmy was a fireman. Mm -hmm. He fought a long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he did it. For as long as he did, but I mean, he really fought, you know. Well, that's the you know that's the 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 positive thing to come away with is the fact that 
that he does not have to worry about that anymore. You know that's, what I mean? That's the thing. That's you know. That's sort of why I, I haven't really broke down as as bad as I could, is because I know that what he's gone through. That you know, I'm, it was like my dog when I had to put my dog down. Right. And uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> watching him and. You know, it was after it was over. It was like a relief, you know. Right, right, right. You know, and he was fourteen, and you know, in dog age, it's an old yeah. dog. Right. And he had a, a, a thing called laryngeal laryngeal paralysis. It's a it's a thing where the dogs get uh, uh, where they it's hard for them to swallow their food, and yeah. you know, and the food doesn't go down real good, and. You know, you got to catch it in time. You know, we didn't catch it in time, and uh, but it's the same thing with Jimmy. You know, I'm just sort of glad it's you know, I'm sort of glad it's over. But you know, he's not no more pain. Right, right. Absolutely. But you wouldn't have known it. It's like I told you, you would not have known it, mm-hmm. even when he couldn't talk anymore, and he was and he texted me a couple times. The Texas were nice and you know. You know, nice and sweet, and this and that. But we were talking about horses at Santa Anita and Hollywood Park, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was the damnedest thing you ever. I mean, it was like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I mean, man. I mean, it's, it's just the way he. It's just the way he was, you know. Yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Well, like I said, he he is uh, certainly in a better place than than uh, a hospital bed now. So we'll be right. we'll be happy to uh, keep him in our thoughts and uh, his family and friends keep him in their thoughts and prayers. Thanks a lot, Keith. I appreciate it uh, for, uh, for you taking the time. And uh, I wish you know it was on a better occasion. But uh, uh, you take okay. care. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you know, it's sad, but. It's. I'm sad, but I'm just sort of glad that it's over for him. Sure, you know? sure, right. And uh, and uh, I know that he's gonna. <laughs> I know he's probably up there with Ronnie Allen <laughs> and a couple couple other friends of mine. Yes. And uh, and they're probably looking down at us like, oh, "You big suckers." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you don't know what's good. You know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well. All right. Anyways, yeah, um, it's been, you know, a bittersweet time knowing Jimmy. You know, I mean, sure. I'm, you know, I've always been a big fan of his, and, you know, I love being like a brother, and it's really, you know, sad, but I'm just sort of glad it's over for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, well, you take care of yourself, sir, so we're not talking about you. All right. Oh, I know. Well, hopefully not. You know, I mean, you know, it's we're we're in the home stretch now. <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. I know the okay. feeling. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon, sir. You have a great afternoon or evening, I should say, and uh, we'll talk to you. All soon. All right, Mister Bond. Well, you be good. I can take care. All right. Take care, sir. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Welcome back to American Billion Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report. I'm your host, Mark Cantrell. And this week, obviously, we've got the uh, Vivian Villarreal's uh, Tornado Open going on. uh, And that's just in the middle of everything. It's not really something um, that I can talk intelligently of because things are moving so fast. So what I decided to do is give my friend... Uh, a call. Uh, the gentleman's name for you who are not involved in the uh, pool and billiards industry itself is Skip Nemeshek. And Skip, you have um, used his product at least once in your life, and you've definitely seen it if you're a pool player. Uh, Skip is the owner of Tweet and Fiber. Tween Fiber are the people who own Master Chalk, uh, Big Triangle Chalk, uh, Master Tips, all, all kinds of different brands of tips. But basically every piece of chalk you've ever seen in your life is uh, probably from Tween. And <laughs> how are you doing, Skip? I'm good, Mark. How are you? <laughs> good. I just I'm wanted so to get glad. out there so so people knew who you are, you know, because unless you're in the business, you, nobody knows or cares. They just know that your chalk works. You well, I was, actually, I was actually laughing that I'm your less intelligent alternative this week, right? <laughs> less intelligent? Why do you say that? Well, you said you, you, you're not intelligent enough to talk about the tornado open, so you had to pick a less intelligent. Oh, story. okay. Well, that wasn't a... <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I'm not trying to... I'm I know. It, it wouldn't be me if I didn't rib you a little bit, right? Well, I don't think you're a dumbass. <laughs> okay? That was that was not the intent at all. I, I said, I don't think you are. Oh, well, that's... At least I got one person out there. Yeah. So, there you go. But... It's, <laughs> Skip has a knowledge of pool and billions from all over the world. Uh, Skip is also the um, point man for the, uh, the North American representative for the WPA, the World Pool Association. So he has his hand in many uh, many pies, his finger in many pies, should I say. So I figured we'd just talk about a couple of topics that are going on in the in the pool world. Um, let, let me start out, Skip. Yeah, first of all, the economy. How, how's business for you? Is I know well, we're talking about chalk and tips, but you know, yeah, uh, you're you're talking right, really, for us. The well, we've been into the season now for a couple of weeks, um, but it's been very, very busy. Um, in fact, I've talked to quite a few customers recently, and they all feel very good about the direction that things are going. And certainly, you know, given the last uh, maybe eight or nine years, any direction upward is a good direction. And I think that a lot of people are starting to feel that right now, more this year than last year, I think. So, yeah, in terms of – and I, I – I, sort of globally, not just North America, but certainly North America is seeing some really nice growth right now. So, uh, yeah, I think things are good. Yeah, because you, you, don't, you don't just do supply chalk and tips of, of many different brand names here in the United States. 
but also Europe for the snooker playing community and, and right. all, all over the Asia as well. Right. And and they yeah. go on to, you know, different uh, things have different brand names that are the most popular. I think El Master is the one that's real popular with snooker players. Now, right. how, much, how much difference there is that with uh, Master Chalk here in the U.S.? I don't know, but it's two different brand names. Um, but you have... Um, the 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 Chinese and Asia and Europe. Let's go back two years on the whole. I know you said last year, but let's go to back two years. Is this sure. better than it was two years ago? Uh, I would have to say so. Absolutely, yeah. Um, despite of like Europe exam- as an example. Uh, certainly the euro and more recently the pound have taken pretty big dips off the dollar. Um, so, you know, the dollar is much stronger than it was two years ago. Consequently, that means their prices have gone up. Uh, but I still think that Europe is going along very well. Uh, I think where the biggest growth recently has been Asia because interestingly enough, um, the American pool world has been very much influenced by product coming from Asia, and there's been a huge reversal of that, at least for me recently, um, where there's quite a bit of product going back into Asia from America. And I think tables are included in that. Certainly cues are. But from an accessory standpoint or the products that I make, um, we're doing very well in Asia right now. See, that, that was going to be kind of my next question. Just not to, I know, this is, this is not meant to sound condescending in any way at all. But when all we right. talk, I know, I know. When I say that, you're <laughs> expecting something. Right? Um, but we're talking about like ground level stuff when we're talking about tweeting fiber. Sure. We talk about chalk and tips. This is, I mean, there's not a smaller piece of the market, I don't believe. I mean, it's a big market, but it's all small pieces. Um, Does that, does your success or your growth or you see your uh, business growing or doing better, does, do you think it, Goes throughout the whole. Is it uh, all ships rise kind of thing? Cues, cloth, <clears throat> yeah, tables, everything. Yeah, absolutely. I I think so because, um, like you said, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we made are make are commodities that you have to have, and um, when we see increases, that's really got to be born from increases in participation. So if there's more people playing pool, then certainly there's more people buying cues and hopefully cloth and balls and tables and everything else that goes with it. Um, I think the model is slightly different in America because pool table sales are really sort of measured by home sales, um, not as much of the commercial. Certainly the commercial aspect is, is, is very important as well, but it seems that pool table sales in America are always measured by home table sales. And there's no question that those have suffered for a while with the housing industry and the economy and everything else. But 
from the manufacturers that I talk to, I think they've seen some really significant growth recently, um, which is good. That means people are getting back into the sport again. Do you foresee it continuing along this path? <clears throat> well, <laughs> I've been in this a long time, so I always have the optimism. And, of course, um, that's all of our goal. For me, it's slightly different because I do get in quite heavily into the political aspects of everything as well. So for me, um, seeing the sport uh, grow and become more popular and more refined, that that's really important to me. Um, I'm just a firm believer that if the sport does well, the industry just becomes a byproduct of success then. And I appreciate it, and I'm sure... Uh, and you know, other other people appreciate it as well. It doesn't mean that I particularly care for you all that much. But <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, th I think that's well, it. Is there, is there anything the, you would like next... to mention or talk about other than my well, handsome looks? And... Given given that you don't particularly care for me, then the next time you're in Chicago, I'll let you buy a, me a plate of ravioli instead of me buying you one. How about that? I was just kidding, Skip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that very much, Mark. It's, yeah, um, yeah, well, it's, earlier, you know, earlier you told me you did, so keep your eye on Facebook. I've got, I do yeah, have that, some that, video of you. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it's very, it's so very nice to talk to you as always, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to talk about or mention while we're while we're here? Now uh, we're you know, serious stuff. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. I mean, I I know you mentioned the Atlantic Challenge Cup, and that obviously is super dear to my heart, and. Um, Hopefully, within the next few weeks, I believe we're going to find out a location for next year. Um, Europe has to put it out to their federations and let them decide. So I know that they're having their board meetings relatively soon, and it'll be nice that everybody knows where it's going to be. Certainly somewhere in Europe, we just don't know which country yet. And, oh, that's right. So it was in Chicago this year. Right, right. That's right. So now it's in Europe next year. Right. Yeah, it'll go back and forth, you know, like Moscone or the Ryder Cup or whatever. And um, it'll be, what, the third year, second time in Europe next year. So uh, hopefully it'll be in a really nice place like it was in Austria two years ago. And we can get a lot of American support to go over and support the juniors. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, good luck with that. I know there's a lot of things with the juniors that you uh... – like to work on so um you know for sure ho hopefully all all grows the way you want it to grow and uh just in conversations with you i know that there's some other ideas that are running around in your mind that uh, <laughs> could could be uh, potentially beneficial for everybody you know for, for for growing from the ground up we say everybody says it of you know our maybe our age group, you know, we don't have as many young players because it's so much easier to sit on a couch and play Xbox or PlayStation right. or whatever it right. might be. And that's the entertainment. 
it's, it's a different generation. And so finding the, finding the kids that, I just want to say kids, well, yeah, I can say kids, I'm 46 years old. Sure. I can say kids. <laughs> <laughs> finding the kids, first of all, that have an interest in the sport. Second of all, are willing to make a commitment to the sport that they're not going to sit on a um, and play PlayStation, right? And 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 then out of that, because each one of those, you you cut down. If you've got a hundred kids who are sure. interested in pool, okay, you start with a hundred, and now how many willing to make a commitment to go and play pool on a regular basis and learn right. how to be better instead of playing PlayStation? Now we're down to fifty. Right. Now, right. now, out of those 50, how many have a God-given talent to be... Right. Because, obviously, there's a, I believe there's a God-given talent that you have to have. Yeah, I don't think you can just do it on practice alone. Right. Uh, there's got to be something there. And, and so, out of those 50, how many are left that are actually able to have that talent with practice and training and commitment to become a world champion. Right. It, it, cut, it cuts it down. So those numbers have to come up from the junior well, level. And, and I think when you asked earlier about the growth of the sport and the industry recently in the last couple of years, there's no question that the biggest growth segment has been in the juniors. Uh, I know this year at the national championships, they had to turn entries away because they were absolutely saturated. I believe the numbers have tripled in the last three or four years in terms of entries. Um, certainly the Atlantic Challenge Cup has, has some really great momentum. And then you look at the quality of some of these players. I mean, April Larson, she's five-time national champion. Um, I mean, she's a great pool player. There's no question about it. But more importantly, she's just a wonderful kid. Her parents are wonderful. And there's a whole a bevy of these kids that are out there, and, it, and it's growing. And you're right. This is a new generation. It's a different generation. There's an appreciation for the game. And I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. If we could get April Lawson somehow under the wing of somebody like Karen Core, that right. would, uh, uh, boy. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Exactly. It'd it turn things upside down. Uh, That's right. But, Skip, I really appreciate your time, my friend. And Thank you, Mark. I, I, I will buy you ravioli next time. If you're going to keep <laughs> going on about it, I will buy you ravioli <laughs> next time I'm in Chicago, which might be in about five years. <laughs> something like that. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I'll speak to you soon. Okay, take care, Mark. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. Um, that was Skip Nemechek and uh, the owner, CEO, chairman of Tweed and Fiber, and uh, the representative for the WPA here in North America. And, you know, it was just a matter of having a chat about what's going on. He knows, he knows, uh, he's got his finger on a lot of pulses of what's going on all around the world. And I'm sorry if the last few minutes were a little bit uh, boring, but, you know, we, we have some fun every now and then, right? So, until next week, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you then. <laughs>